in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you could join us in the chat each and every day. You can also, you know, vote in any polls that come up throughout the day. Get those alerts whenever we go live. And man, oh man, oh man. I mean, that was just the grossest weekend of football. Well, Saturday was great. Well, Saturday was great. We'll get to college uh, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Saturday was fun. Yesterday, yesterday was, was yesterday was fun. I mean, it was had two things that have been memes for twenty years happen a second time. Jimmy Garoppolo runs directly out of the back of the end zone. We're not real sure why. The, just lost his footing. Just and lost it. Lost where he was. Butt. Yeah, the butt punt. I am. I and you know what? I'm Dan Orlovsky happy about the butt punt. <laughs> because now I feel like that's a reprieve. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, you know why? Because they won. Exactly. Exactly. You lost. They won. Uh, butt punt is far superior to the butt fumble. No, there's no question about it. But yesterday was, it was just gross. And it's one of those weeks that makes you think, what do we really know about the NFL? I know the Buffalo Bills are really, really good. I do know that. I mean, yeah, but... Are you getting me? But... A team that had 500 yards on the road. They did. They did. They went down to Miami, but they couldn't score. So what does it matter? I mean, you tell me all the time, oh, yards are overrated. Yeah, they clearly they are. You got 497 yards of offense to the Dolphins 212, and you no, lose no. by hey, two. No reaction Monday. Let me give you the first one. If you're in any way panicking about the Bills, oh, 100%. If you're losing your mind about the Miami Dolphins, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It was abundantly clear who the better team was mm-hmm. the entire day. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Buffalo has trouble holding on to the ball. The, the turnovers we saw week one against the Rams didn't have an effect. We saw it this week. This week it cost mm-hmm. Jesus. They had four fumbles. Learn how to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I look at it with if Isaiah McKenzie had not tried to get to the sideline, you'd have been kicking a 57-yard field goal to walk away winners. And nobody would have thought a second thing about it. Instead, you see Ken Dorsey go full Tom Brady. Oh, God, it was great. Hilarious. It was so funny. Always remember when the cameras are off. I love the uh, 
I love the assistant too, or whoever put their hand over the camera. Like, oh, we don't want people to see that. You do realize that was papers he was throwing, right? Yeah. Nobody put their hand over. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. That except for the fact you can see the lines on the piece of paper that go over it. That was Ken Dorsey losing his mind, and papers just go awry. (laughs) Oh, it was just awful. It's fine. It's fine. Power rankings come out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little teaser. Number one is still the Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. Now there's going to be some spicy. There's going to be some teams in the top ten that you look at and go, wait, what? <laughs> you saw the Carolina Panthers finally get a win yesterday. The New Orleans Saints are god awful. I mean. Yikes. It's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. And I'm trying to, were we, we were as wrong about the Saints this year as we were as wrong about the Cincinnati Bengals last year. No, we will never top that ever. The problem with New Orleans, Alvin Kamara has not been good. Mm -mm. He was my RB1. Jameis Winston, was it great? No. You still threw 350 yards. Mm-hmm. You really had very little resistance from the Panthers. And Carolina wasn't good. No. It's not like you walked away from that going, yeah, Carolina's way better than I thought they were. No. No. No, they're still bad, too. Yeah. You you won a, you won a ball game against a bad team. The NFC South is what we thought. What we thought the NFC East was going to be. Just... Horror awful. The second place team in that division may win six games. It is entirely possible, and it may be the Atlanta Falcons. It could be. It very well could be. Between the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints, they're awful. Oh, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who can't do anything on offense. I mean, I get Chris Godwin and Mike Evans hurt not playing, uh, suspended, whatever the case, whatever the case is, a different dude gets hurt. Multiple dudes get hurt every week for this team. I was watching that game yesterday with the green Bay Packers going, God, can we put the defense on the field just so we can score some points? It's like 2002 all over again. Oh, he's awful. I hate, I hate him so much. Jets fans looking right at you. I hate him so much. Oh, and it will get so much worse. Yeah. Oh, it will get so much worse. Yeah. And when you're out there playing... Todd Bowles is like your loser brother that you think cannot irritate you any more than he already has, and then he calls you from county jail like, ah, so I embezzled $50,000 from work. And right. Get me, please. Right. Uh, we'll get into everything from the NFL week three Coming up later on in the program, uh, obviously Jeremy's going to have his pick for Monday Night Football tonight with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. And, you know, name's on the door. So I'm going to celebrate this while I can. Uh, And the thing I'm going to celebrate is that the Florida State Seminoles are the best team in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. The Florida State Seminoles. And, And look, I'm not telling you we're great. We're not. Right. Yeah, we were up 14 to nothing uh, really before the game started. That felt like the good old days to me. But Florida, you really struggle to score points because your quarterback 
It's not good. It's not good. And then there's the U that oh. got absolutely shellacked at home by Middle Tennessee State. They did. I, I want to say it again. They got absolutely shellacked at home by Middle Tennessee State. Uh-huh. When they couldn't score, like I was texting in our little chat, like, oh, Miami just, you know, just pooed their pants down at the goal line. And then the the very next play. 99 90, yards to the bar. Good night. They gave up 400 yards passing. Oh. And, and I'm going to give you the opportunity. You're the big Tennessee hater. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to come to my side yet? They're good. They're, They're good. not just good. They're good. They're very, 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 very good. Mm-hmm. Now they get a bye week. They don't have to play at night in in uh, Death Valley. That game's going to be at noon. And three weeks from now, you get Alabama mm-hmm. in Rocky Top. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. That's going to be more of a game than Alabama wants it to be. Oh, 100%. That will be more of a game than Alabama wants it to 100%. be. 100%. Alabama is not the uh is is not the far and away team that we have you know, you you expected them to come into every game and just boat race everybody. They're not that team anymore. They haven't been that team in 2 years. It's like people forget last year. When they lost to Texas A&M, they struggled to beat Florida. Who else was it they struggled with? LSU and Auburn. Like, this is not the team that just boat races everybody. No. And when they face Tennessee, it's going to be a tough game. It will be a very tough game, and I hope to God Tennessee beats them. I kind of do, too. Why not? And at this point, at it, this point, root for the chaos because that's what we're getting. And you know, in a week where I, I didn't get a lot right in the NFL, all right, the NFL week didn't go my way. No, it did not. So I'm, I'm just going to say that Brent Venables is everything I told you he was, and so much more, so 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 much more, so much more. They could not stop a leaky faucet with every tool on the planet earth that is the worst defense i think i've ever seen kansas state got to a point where they were calling out this is what we're doing you have no shot of stopping us set the fullback in motion here we go yep you can't touch us yep kansas state for the third time in four years beats oklahoma as an underdog and twice in norman Yep. Yeah, you miss Lincoln Riley yet? Because you should. Oh, they knew they were going to. Oh, no. There were Oklahoma people that were, let L.A. boy go out to L.A. Oh, I know. Brent Venables is one of us. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's one of you. Uh, We had Bob Stoops on the the floor of the state house talking about Lincoln Riley didn't build Oklahoma football. It's still going to be great after he's gone. Yeah, Lincoln Riley didn't build it, but Brent Venables is just doing a whale of a job tearing it down. Right. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Unpacking what happened in the NFL yesterday. Up next. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. 
I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Yesterday, the number one team in the NFL power rankings since since it's, since the inception of the season lost, despite outgaining the Miami Dolphins by three hundred yards. And that's just sometimes weird things happen. Weird things happen. That, that's all there's to it. Sometimes weird things happen. But if oh, yeah. if you're expecting me to come in here and go, well, the Miami Dolphins are great. No, they're not. No, they're no, really they not. actually got pretty well demolished. Buffalo just beat themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it. I mean, Miami's exactly what I thought they were. They're roughly the 10th, 11th best team in the NFL. Everybody wondered uh, how Tua would follow up that big uh, – 500-yard passing day, six touchdowns, whatever it was, against the Baltimore Ravens, and it was not anywhere close to that. But but we have to talk about the pressing story of the day that everyone is so concerned about. Obviously, because, I mean, Tua takes a hit yesterday. He's wobbly getting back up, and the NFLPA has now launched an investigation to see whether or not the concussion protocols were followed on evaluating to a tongue of Iloa whether or not he was should have gone back into the ball game. And here's my question. Why do you care? I've heard this all day long. All these different analysts saying, My mom called me and said, How is Tua going back into the game? Your mom pays way more attention to football than you think she does. Uh, if she's asking you that question. Mm-hmm. And I understand exactly what happened. There are two people that actually know what happened. The trainer and Tua. That's it. There's no one else. Tua said it's his back. If it's his back, it's his back. Went back in the game. I don't hear him complaining. No. Did anybody have a gun on him to get him back in this game? No. I'm aware. Then roll on. Move on. End of message. Repeat the line. I get so tired of these stories becoming an issue. Is it an issue to the one that it happened to? No. Then why do you care? Is it affecting you in some way? Did you have the under? Like, what is your problem? I don't get it. Because we've got to know. 
we've got to know, did they follow the protocols? Because if not, that's just another Miami Dolphin screw-up. I guess. I, I To me, I, I don't care. Like, it would be one thing if, you know, Tua couldn't lift his arms or something and was just completely dizzy and uh, um, Mike McDaniel just kicked him in the tail and said, get your ass back out there, we need you. Yeah. That's that would be a different happened. story. That's not how it happened. But the NFLPA, we've got to make sure. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Patrick Holt, there have been a slew of great comments, but uh, Patrick Holt had the one that is exactly where I was getting ready to go as somebody that's had more than one concussion. If he had one, he, you would have known it with ample time left in the game. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Mm-hmm. If it was bad enough that it turned him into old warbly legs and that was what it was, you'd have known. Trust right. me, I've been there, done that, gotten the T-shirt. There is no way you would have taken another blow to your head after that without feeling like somebody had just driven a railroad spike through your forehead. I mean, is the the prevailing thought here that Tua's lying? That when Tua said it was his back and when he hit his – because he had done it on two consecutive plays, mm-hmm. and he took a he took a good shot, hit right on the right on the turf with his back, and said, when I got up, I just, I just kind of gave it, just kind of gave out on me. It's a back issue, not a head issue. Uh, and thanks to Chuck G, the one that said is that his mom and his neighbor and the one that walks his dog is Ross Tucker, is the one that said that. I'm going to, be, and the basic narrative was that oh, it's such a bad look for the NFL. I'm going to ask, just I've been wrong before. Frankly, picking games, I was super wrong, so I'll admit it if I'm wrong. Does anybody actually care? Is anybody sitting here going, man, I, uh, what if something happened to Tua? Or is what I think is actually the case, it's Twitter outrage. Yes, it's Twitter outrage. It's Twitter outrage. It's how does it look to those outside the league? And at the end of the day, the only person this affected was Tua. Tua come back, came back in, won a game, move on. There's a lot of things to talk mm-hmm. about today. The fact that that has been such a narrative is infuriating to me. Well, you got to weigh in. You got to let everybody, uh, everybody else weigh in. We got to call all these experts, and we got to see what they have to say. And oh, what's the danger of concussions? And we get to bring it all back up again. All this research that we've done over the years about concussions and and the the, the ill effects and CTE and all of that is just a it's just an opportunity to waste time. Danny Cannell got absolutely deep roasted on on Twitter, of which I've come to realize that is the most worthless application on the planet Earth. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was the most worthless. Oh, no, I like Danny. He and all. I'll never say anything bad about Danny Cannell. Oh, that's right. I forgot forgot he was a Seminole. But he was talking about a hit in the Syracuse game that was flagged for roughing the passer, flagged for targeting, kid got ejected. And it was none of those things. Mm -hmm. And he basically said this is ruining the game. To a lot of purists like me, uh it it is it is because i'm not really sure how you're supposed to do anything else and nobody ever wants to answer that Mm -hmm. just well we got to make sure to protect the quarterback you're doing plenty to protect quarterbacks i promise Mm -hmm. he passed the protocol move on move on miami dolphins is a big win it's a big win now they're sitting in first place in the division and everybody can get all excited but just wait I'll give it time. Just give it time. I'll right, it exactly. Time. It's one of Jeremy's favorite sayings. Give it time. Give it time. It'll all it. sort out. 
Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Just let the bathwater drain. It will be. We'll all be hunky dunky. Right. They go to the Cincinnati Bengals in three days. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm going to aggressively be on Cincinnati. Hadn't made the pick yet. Don't even know what the number is. Mm-hmm. Not sure that I care. Really? Nope. An emotional high like is that is that what it is? The emotional high. Well, short you run week. into the letdown game, and you run into the fact of you should have run out of that stadium like a scalded dog because there's absolutely no reason you should have won this game. None. You did nothing to win it. You did everything to possibly lose. Correct. It. And I mean, I'm, that- look, if you think that you're going to be able to win games gross like this, you're not. You're not. Tyreek Hill was largely irrelevant. The running game's not good. Tua didn't look good. None of it really looked good. And that defense, please, God, please, please keep telling me how good it is. Mm-hmm. When this is the second week in a row, they have been completely eviscerated. You just so happen to win it. These are things that are very cyclical. You get a little a little good luck, a little, little, little luck break, a little turnover break. Mm-hmm. And then it will. Well, I mean, all if a team can force turnovers, I mean that 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 accounts for a lot in well, winning games. They forced games. a turnover. Uh. This was more. I, I'll be honest with you. I walked away from it going, you know, Ken Dorsey probably has a lot of things he would like back from this week. Probably has a lot of things he would like back. Mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier probably had several things that he would like back from this mm-hmm. week. It's going to happen. You're missing two Pro Bowl safeties. You're missing just a slew of players. Mm-hmm. I take zero from this. Not backing off of the Buffalo Bills as the best <laughs> the team good in the Lord, league. No. Not back. Not backing off that Miami is a good team. I never said they weren't. Team. I never said they weren't. Right, but but I'm saying everybody else has jumped to. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Now they're the Super Bowl. You'll favorite. see them in the top five. No, I promise it. you. When power rankings come out tomorrow, you'll see them in the top five, and I'm going to sit back and laugh at that and go, "That is going to age like cheese." that you left on the sidewalk in Calcutta in the summertime. That is going to age terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like all those Chargers takes, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ab- yeah. Ab- about that. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a little while here on the ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Just uh, what to make of the NFC, though. Because... Yesterday we had the the Packers and the Bucks, which is not a fun game to watch unless I mean unless you like defense, which I like defense. So I mean it was fun for a little bit. But then you had the 49ers falling to the Denver Broncos in an eleven to ten ball game. It wasn't good. We'll talk about it up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Uh, 1951. That was that was an important year because that was the year that the NFL started the Pro Bowl. And while it may have meant something back then, over the years, the Pro Bowl has come to mean absolutely jack squat. It's awful. It's the worst all-star game in all of sports. It's absolutely The best terrible. sport has the worst all-star game. Yeah. The Pro Bowl is uh, often that exhibition that nobody cares about. Nobody wants to watch it. The I've been saying for years the only thing that I like about it is the skills competitions. Well, guess what? The NFL finally realized that's the only thing anybody cares about. Nobody wants to go out there and see you know guys like like Ray Lewis just tapping guys. It's- just boop, boop. just a boop of right on that's just a boop you right on your nose and you're down yeah. you're down now yeah right there uh so there will be a pro bowl game there will be multiple games they are now referring to it as the pro bowl games and the pro bowl games will be a week-long event that will be showcasing all the afc and nfc stars in various skills competitions and there will be a flag football game at the end of the week. I'm all in for the flag football game. Mm-hmm. I have one request. What's that? Bring back the quarterback challenge. And they should. It was the best. Yes. And do you know who else probably knows that? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. The fact that that's who you called to fix this, good for you, Roger Goodell. Exactly. Peyton Manning and his Omaha Productions Company are going to be uh, going to help shape the programming for the Pro Bowl games they will take place in Las Vegas on February the 5th, the flag football game. And all of that week, we will have all of the different skills competitions and various things. It says both skills and other competitions. So, I mean, we could see some like, uh, what was that show that used to be on the Battle of the Stars on ABC where they did like tug of war 
and who know who knows what else they're going to come up with. I'm all the way in for this. It's about time that the NFL realized no one cares about your Pro Bowl. Nope. When, the players don't want to play in it. In the coronavirus year, when they decided not to have it and went to doing video games, the viewership didn't change. It it did not change. Nope. The same amount of people watched dudes play video games as watched the actual Pro Bowl game mm-hmm. year over year. And I can't wait. I I, I want to see what uh, Peyton Manning comes up with. Oh, I think it's going to be fantastic. For all of these. I think it's going to be fantastic. It was really the biggest drawback of the NFL, and they went, mm, fixed it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it took this long to do it, though. Now, there is something that I am not surprised that this is how it ended. Uh, Last year at the Super Bowl, we got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mm -hmm. Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent. Greatest halftime show of all time. I said before it was over, you mark my words, the one next year will be a colossal disappointment. And in true NFL fashion, they have not disappointed me. Triana. It's going to be great. This is a theoretical question. How many football fans do you know that you're just riding around just jamming to Rihanna? You're one of them, Marge. You're one of them, Marge. I know. Me. Just under my umbrella. Just Ella, Ella, A, A, A. I will admit it's better than apparently who she beat out. Oh, God. If it had been Taylor Swift. I see that was the first one I saw. Breaking news: Taylor Swift's going to be the halftime show, and I went, "Oh, I am Seacrest out." Like this will be the f- this will be the first halftime show that I just refuse to watch. I, like, I, I watched swear Lady you. Gaga, I watched Katy Perry, I refuse to watch Taylor Swift. I would have, I, and I'm I mean this: if it had been Taylor Swift when it came on, I would have gone and sat in my car to keep me away from watching it. absolutely the last thing i want to hear at halftime of the super bowl is a a very mediocre talent you heard me i said it and i will defend it singing about all of the letdowns in her life <laughs> despite I'm the fact she's a multi-millionaire uh yeah i did no thank oh you. i'm not holding her back her her uh her music is just ear broccoli to mm-hmm. me and Rihanna, not but far it gets off to, of that. But but to me, it gets to a certain point where I don't care. I don't care about your latest breakup, okay? No. Sorry, Tay-Tay, but I do not care. Mm-mm. You live in the lap of luxury. There is no amount well, stop of... Stop telling me how bad your exactly, life is. Exactly, exactly. And you know I what the chat just said to what you just said? What? Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. 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 Yeah. And that is what I'm going to do I think, with the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, look, I, I I am a big Rihanna fan. Uh, have I like been, her as a person. Have been for a I long time. I could not name a song other than Umbrella. And the only reason I know that one is because I heard it so many times, and I grew to just genuinely hate it. They've got the, She's got this one song out with her and Kanye and Paul McCartney that is really good. And I hmm. And when I heard this, I thought, well, this is perfect. This is the perfect opportunity to to get Paul McCartney on the uh, on the, on the Super Bowl halftime show, and I'll be shocked if they don't. I will be truly shocked if they don't make that happen. Rihanna has so many uh, friends in the business that this could be one of the biggest halftime shows ever. I mean, I don't know that Beyonce is going to let uh, Jay Z come show up for the 
things, but I, I realize that that's a touchy subject around that household. But I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to really? nod and smile. Really? Uh, pop culture guy. You're really surprised that I don't know what you're talking about? I'm just... A, figured is at this some something point you would know you you, you would have heard the rumors is there something about somebody's love life rihanna and jay-z have oh, a thing yeah. going I, on the side i know and, jay-z uh, represents her that's all i got yeah. rock nation is her representation yeah yeah i have no clue so i don't know i don't know but just that fact there are three websites in the world that i do not understand how they uh, how they still exist okay deadspin mm-hmm. cnn and tmz I will never understand how any of those three things still exist. Who wakes up in the morning and goes, yes, I, I have to know. Then again, I'm a guy that sits around and reads Wikipedia pages from the 2013 NFL draft. So maybe I'm not who they're looking to pull in. No, no, they are definitely not looking for that. I, I, I thought it was a much better rebound than the taylor swift announcement uh a great question in our youtube comments ascendo asked who would make the worst super bowl halftime show ever creed not even close <laughs> stop not That's even the, close the, you signed me up for creed right now <laughs> you reunite stap it was stap with creed i'll pay to be in the building let's go let's make that happen nickelback can open for him i don't care the NFL just decides we're going to try to do everything we can to make you turn off your television during this halftime show. Let's bring out Nickelback and Creed. Uh, and, and and my answer to what is what would be the worst one? It was the Rolling Stones. We've already seen it. Stop that. That was horrid. That was a historical you know moment, it. and it was fine. It, it was, was not horrid good. It was not good, but it. it was fine. Uh, I thought the Who was worse. Also bad. I thought that was the worst one also bad i'm mm-hmm. not that could be worse you actually may have gotten me there yeah and i was i was all excited as a classic rock guy i was super excited to see the who on the halftime show and then i went eh, that's uh, y'all should just quit just stop doing just that. stop doing that comes a, there's a time and a place for everything and i don't know what the time is or what the place is but the super bowl halftime show is not not it for the geriatric reunion show we get one really good one every five years that's where we're at now i'm gonna disagree with that what were the last ones i mean uh rihanna's this year yeah the, the dr dre snoop dog that, that was excellent. fantastic it was excellent the weekends uh spins fest was yeah, the year before that wasn't great shakira and j-lo that was fine. oh that was the best ever uh maroon five justin timberlake lady gaga coldplay Katy perry bruno mars end of message repeat the line they're all good stop they were all good every one of those you just mentioned were you good. know there are times that i'm completely convinced that you were a 70 year old man and then there are times that i'm convinced you're a 14 year old girl and <laughs> I, I cannot figure out the dichotomy of those two things i'm sorry I'd... what can i say i'm a one of a kind oh you make my head hurt sometimes the marshall tucker band there you go that's the worst halftime show ever I didn't even know they did it. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. I was that about would to say be. that seems very out that of character. That would be. For the you got one original guy just out there. Can't sing for nothing. I'm rooting for Luke Combs. You call me a homer. I want a Luke Combs halftime show. I, mean, I saw him do Thanksgiving in Dallas, and it was phenomenal. I feel like it's only a matter of time 
I agree. Before that happens. I agree. I mean, again, if we are at the point, and I said this last week, I wasn't aware that we were at the point where we were airplane watching for Luke Combs. But if we're at that point, he will be doing a Super Bowl halftime show very, very soon. And I personally cannot wait. Uh, you can look for that in the 2024 Super Bowl halftime show. Luke Combs, they will make it happen. Ian. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all right. So yesterday we had the Packers and the Bucks on America's Game of the Week. Uh, and it was not America's Game of the Week. It did not. It was America's Sludge Fest of yeah, the Week. Yeah, it did not live up to the – I mean, it immediately I was super scared because you kept saying all week long, oh, the Green Bay Packers, they're just going to – they're just like a dog with the pill, and they're boop, 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 and they're just going to shove it down your throat. And it started out that it way. It did start that way. It started that way. It was 14 to 3, like super quick. And I went, oh, no, I am going to have to walk into the worst oh, you situation. Oh, you are a half away from having to call in sick today. Oh, absolutely. And, and then, then what happened? Um, Tom did what Tom does. Yeah. The problem is, Tom doesn't have enough around him. Because you cannot average 2.4 yards a carry and expect to have any form of a balanced offense, which Todd Bowles is going to force you to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work. He will keep doing it. Ask me how I know. Right. You've seen it with your New York Jets, and you tr you've been trying to warn me, and I've told you time and time again, I'm not happy. Now, I'm not happy that Todd Bowles is the coach of this team, but here we are. But there are things to walk away this, from both teams. There are things that you should be unsettled about. Mm -hmm. The fact that Green Bay, this game should never have been close. It shouldn't have. Just straight up, this game should never have been close. Mm -hmm. That would be unsettling if I'm a Packers fan. Now, the encouraging part is uh, Romeo Dubs, he a dog. <laughs> yeah. I tried to tell you. Yeah. Uh, and so I think now you've gotten to the point where Dubs and Lazard are two receivers that Aaron trusts. And I think you saw part of it yesterday. He's got to have two of those guys. He's always trusted Randall Cobb. It's just the problem is I think right now Randall Cobb would run a 40 somewhere in the high sixes. The, the tunnel screen he caught, I will never understand how somebody did catch him. Because it looked like it took him five full minutes to get 40 yards. Mm -hmm. If I'm Green Bay, I'm walking away going, ah, we couldn't really run the ball any worse than we did yesterday. They, they completely stymied us, completely made us one-dimensional. The defense held up even after Jair Alexander went out. I would be encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. Now, conversely, if I'm Tampa Bay, I should never have been close. This should have been 28-3 to because they outplayed me that badly for three quarters. Mm -hmm. We could do nothing offensively. And yet, with a comical roster of receivers, Tom still found a way with 11 seconds to go, to be going for two to tie this ball game because he's Tom Brady because he is the greatest of all time because he is he is just so cerebral like I can't stretch the field for anything they had three passes yesterday that were over 20 yards mm -hmm. three of them now he only connected on one of them but you couldn't do anything because you had Brashad Perriman and uh scotty miller and russell gage and jalen darden yeah, and, and cole beasley. beasley and just the grossness the defense should be encouraging oh god I, but i'm telling you right now it's not going to be consistent yeah maybe not maybe maybe it won't be consistent I but not, i was i was very um 
inspired by looking at the defense being able to get pressure on that offensive line of the Green Bay Packers straight up the middle on the sides it did not matter Joe Tryon Shoyinka had a couple of huge plays down the stretch of the game Logan Hall was getting in the backfield Carl Nassib was getting back there I mean the pressure was was amped up and it was the first game that I looked at and I went now see that is what you tried to sell me that Todd Bowles is that's what you've you this defensive genius that's what you've you've tried to sell me I saw it yesterday. Now, I, I'm also going to give you the opportunity to air your grievances. Go full Frank Costanza, a Festivus for the rest of us, about your inability to get a play call in. Oh, my God! How on the planet I Earth? I didn't think Todd Bowles could actually shock me. I didn't think any incompetent but, thing that he could possibly do would shock me. And yet, the one play... There is no excuse for you to not be able to get in. And I know what you're about to say. In left, which is the one that radios in the plays. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the head coach has the call sheet, and there is one play that you've got circled that's your two-point conversion play. Todd Bowles could not know the offense, and he should still be able to radio in, this is the play. But they ran We all it. know. But that's the thing. They ran it. They ran the play and had the, 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 the penalty – like, who changed the call? Was it Tom that changed the call? Or was it the, the coordinator that changed the call? Or was it the head coach that changed the call? Because they were out there, they were lined up, and three seconds before the play clock is getting ready to expire, they tried to change the, the damn play. Like, you've been doing this for, you know, you got 30 seconds to do this every play, and this is when you decide to, to change the play? It made absolutely zero sense. Yep. And that's that is those so are the, that's the death by a thousand paper cuts. I said that probably ten times yesterday. We're at Village Porch. Great day. I was there. Tank uh, missed out yesterday, but it was a great day. Thanks for all that came out. Stephen Tao. We had a, a just a, a grand old time, mm -hmm. uh, and we will be back this Sunday for another full day of NFL football. Yes, indeed. Fifty one North Merriman Avenue. Yes, indeed. Uh I said that no less than 10 times. Mm -hmm. This is what used to drive me insane about Todd Bowles' run Jets teams. It is death by a thousand paper cuts. There's no one thing you point at and go, we do this poorly. We do everything fine, but then there's that one just mind-bogglingly bad decision, mismanagement bungle. And that's exactly what happened on a two-point conversion. And to me, that is the most unforgivable of all times for that to happen mm -hmm. because that play was probably called in july and maybe tom checked it off i'm gonna say i i doubt that i highly doubt that it, it makes me wonder i want to know i i want to see somebody ask the question who changed the play who decided to change the play three seconds before the play clock was out because if it was tom then that leads me to believe that okay maybe there is something to this whole tom's head's not in the game he's just not making the decisions quickly like he needs to i mean he was good yesterday he was fine Look, I, he was fine i mean he was efficient he was getting the ball down the field the problem was he was in we were in third and nines all day long because mm -hmm. we couldn't run the ball and we were doing that todd bowles thing where we'll hand it to Leonard Fournette twice, he'll get a yard on two plays, 
and then you're going for third and nine. I mean, we we converted like three for uh, three uh, third down conversions yesterday is the worst we've ever been. And the thing that I look at is now this week you take on a Kansas City team that not only are they better than you, mm-hmm. they're probably a little perturbed. And I think that goes a long way to telling us who both of those teams are. Mm-hmm. If Kansas City can go in and beat Tampa Bay at home, that tells me a lot about who you are and where you are in the pantheon of the AFC. Tampa Bay, if you can take an L at home in conference, come back a week later and beat a team at home that you really have no no right to beat. Kansas mm-hmm. City's better than you. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would disagree with me on that in spite of what happened yesterday. Good teams on find ways to win side. games like this. On the offensive side, they're better than us. They're better than you, period. But... But this is a game that good teams, championship teams win. At home, you beat teams that are better than you. And I think it's the game of the week this week. And for once, it's one of the primetime games. That's right. Sunday night football this week means it's going to be a late night for me on Sunday. Instead of the eye broccoli that was last night. Oh, 11 to 10. It was awful. And how about Russ? Boy, he can cut, can't he? I think we need to burn that restaurant to the ground. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm in the prime of my life right now. Or at least I feel like I'm in the prime of my life. I mean, I did just turn 40. And this is when your body's supposed to fall apart and all of that. But because I've lost 90 pounds since Thanksgiving of last year with the PhD weight loss program, I'm in the best shape of my adult life. I'm wearing clothes that are size large which I haven't been doing since middle school. In fact, my mom found a whole bunch of my clothes in her attic that I can now wear from middle school. It has been an amazing journey with the PhD weight loss program, and I know that their healthy program has taught me lessons that I will be able to keep this weight off for good. Dr. Ashley Lucas has got the plan for you to reverse the symptoms of things like type 2 diabetes and sleep apnea and all the things that being overweight brings you. Just go to myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. The Sportsocracy. I up, son. I up. So the San Francisco 49ers faced off against the Denver Broncos last night. And I was really excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo back under center. Couldn't wait to see what this was all going to look like. It was just going to pick up where last year left off. And it did not. It did not. There was some major rust on Jimmy G and the whole process for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I mean, I think something needs to be said that the defense of the Broncos is probably better than I've given it credit for. Uh, And I've been trying to tell you that is that these these guys are good. They can they can get pressure. They play really good in the secondary, and they're going to be able to be a problem 
to most teams in the NFL. The problem comes in with the offense because yeah, the offense looks awful, genuinely awful. And I don't and then, know and what it is. And these guys were open. It, it was not from a schematic thing. You had guys running wide open at times last night. Mm-hmm. Russ can't get them the ball. They can't block. Got hit, so he sacked four times. I think he got hit 11 times last mm-hmm. night. And this goes back to what I said when he got traded to Denver. This is Seattle with a much cooler-looking uniform. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is the only difference between where he came from and where he is now. Now, I do think the pass rush is a little better with, with Chubb and Randy Gregory. If those two can stay healthy, Pat Sertan is very talented in the secondary. But offensively, I don't know that this is fixable. You're averaging three yards a carry, and you have two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. I get San Francisco's a good defense. I understand that. When push came to shove, you don't have a go-to. You don't have the push or and the shove. every single week, Russ falls in love with somebody. Every week. And that makes you really easy to game plan against. And I feel like that's going to start biting them. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to take all that long. You get the Raiders this week. We're, we're going to let that one marinate. And in all reality, I could lump that in with the other two. You're getting ready to play three very hungry teams right in a row, and I'm not sure you're better than any of them. I'm not sure you're better than the Raiders. I'm not sure you're better than the Colts, and I'm not sure you're better than the Chargers. I, the, the answer to that is I really don't know. Mm-hmm. This is four of the hardest teams in the NFL to figure out. The, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are not an 0-3 team. They're no. not. I don't think the Denver Broncos are a 2-1 team. You have gotten very lucky to escape with two wins. One, because you had an offense that just looked ghastly. And I think it's time to say with San Francisco, losing Trent Williams was huge. Yeah, That's when things really started to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not a running back guy. But at some point, you can't just throw anybody out there. It's, ah, it'll be fine. Right. I thought the offense looked disjointed. Looked like they were trying to force the ball at times to Debo Samuel. I for, I completely forgot George Kittle was on that field for a half. Mm-hmm. It was the Brandon Ayuk show at times. And I, I I'm I'm going to lean on what it was what you said. It was rushed with with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And it it will get better from here. Yeah, there was. I'm no, not jumping off on the 49ers, even though they're one and two. There was no off season. There was no meetings or anything like like Jimmy wasn't around for any of that stuff. And so it's gonna take time for it to to really kick in. Like I said, I thought they would just pick up where they left off last year, but there's a little bit a little bit more to it than that. Was very fortuitous though that uh, Jimmy G on the pick six steps out of the back of the end zone for a safety still gave you a chance the final score would have been much worse had you not taken the safety so i guess i guess there's that you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville sports center update is next he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well. And 
You can hear the Sportsocracy everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. See us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat, which is quite hilarious today. I, I'm uh, enjoying it. I love greatly. all of the uh, Russ's the, cooking tips. The Russ's cooking tips are are fantastic. Uh, Russ eats bagels with butter. Uh, Russ goes to Waffle House and orders orange juice. Oh, there's only one acceptable beverage at Waffle House. It's their coffee that they make with pure hatred. <laughs> you can get beer at some Waffle Houses now, too. That's dangerous. That, yeah. See, that's And you know what? I'm a fan of, of domestic lights, no matter where they come from, except at Waffle House. Russ drinks unsweet Kool-Aid. Does anybody actually do that? I thought sugar was in Kool-Aid. No. You have to add sugar. No, you have to add sugar to the Kool-Aid. I'm not a huge Kool-Aid person. Uh, I like it. I just don't ever make it. Russ eats celery plain. Uh, somebody said Russ puts ketchup on steak, and well, so do I. Yeah. Somebody also said Russ puts mayonnaise on on French fries, and 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 that's tank glorious. That. Yeah, that's glorious. That. I don't know why anyone wouldn't, but uh, because it's gross. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. You mix it with the ketchup and make wild sauce. That's what we call it in our house. And it's delicious. Speaking of wild sauce, this is the time of the program every Monday morning that we talk about the fact that Baker Mayfield is bad at football. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not good. He's not good. The Carolina Panthers, though, despite their bad quarterback play, did come out with a win yesterday over the New Orleans Saints. And who, I mean, 22 to 14 congratulations you just beat the saints the worst team in the division we we told you before the year that you were going to have five wins and uh, all right there's one of them we got one we got one let's go let's go lavisca chenault how about him Uh, put him that's why you went and got him that's right but at the end of the day did it change anything you believe about carolina no it didn't no because you beat a team minus that one the, the one broken play to lavisca chanel where he breaks the tackle and just nobody's there mm-hmm. baker mayfield threw for 103 yards he was 11 of 24 for 103 yards would you like to hear the list of quarterbacks in the nfl with lower qbr than baker mayfield i would love to would you like to hear it again oh i was hoping that was going to take a while in a league with davis mills and justin fields who i, I think they're allowing justin fields to throw like nine passes a week He's worse than that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. I've said it before, and I will say it again. Sam Darnold comes back in a few weeks, and he should be the starting quarterback of this team. Because really, if you look at Carolina, outside of some very questionable play call and some really gnarly offensive line, it's not a bad team. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad team. The defense is fine. The defense did exactly what they were supposed to do yesterday forced turnovers, made bad Jameis come out, which I was shocked they allowed that to happen again, but it's Jameis Winston. You did everything you were supposed to. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that is a game that you could very easily have lost because you have a non-NFL quarterback under center for you. He does not belong in this league, and I've said it for four solid years. I've never come off of it. It's never changed, and it's never not been true. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not good. This offense isn't good. Your coaches aren't good. Uh, yes. Somebody put it in the chat. Hashtag fire Matt rule. Yeah. Should have done it in the offseason. 
It's a little late for that now. Yeah, because now you're stuck with Ben McAdoo, mm-hmm. who I swear to you is getting bigger by the minute. <laughs> I think every time they put a camera on him, he gains 10 pounds. Maybe so. He genuinely looks like he's going to explode. Well, I mean, depression eating is a real I, thing. I, I guess. And if you were the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, wouldn't you be a little depressed? You mean this is what I have to work with today? I mean, it's like working at McDonald's and ending up with the 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 sixteen year olds. Uh, you know, you've got a shift. You're all you're the manager of the shift, and all you got is sixteen year olds who don't know anything but TikTok. Like, yay! This is fun. I enjoy my job at Sports Tank ESPN. I'm just saying. I I, I mean. It could be any fast food restaurant. I'm not pick, trying to pick on McDonald's. That's the first one that came to my mind. It's awful. Oh, he had 12 first downs. And, and I walked away from this going, yeah, yikes. New Orleans is not good either. No. And it's it's time. I know Dennis we Allen so said he wrong. is committed. I'm not so sure we were so wrong. Oh, come on. What is the difference between these two teams? Be really honest with yourself. Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, right now, what is the difference? Mm, I don't know. There's not one. Okay. Uh, it, it, you're the same exact team. You're living on your defense that stays in bad situations constantly. Mm-hmm. They gave up 293 yards. Carolina had 12 first downs yesterday. Defense did its job. Mm-hmm. Problem is, Jameis Winston turned it over three times. That was the only difference in this game. But in our prognostications before the season started, we were talking about the Saints possibly winning this. And division. I think they can. Really? You have to do one thing. Uh, Jameis Winston has to go bye bye. It's not going to be fixed. Andrew I Dalton's had this gonna problem. be the, the quarterback that can lead them Hear me to out. the championship. Hear me out. Okay. I'm not saying that Jameis Winston is not a more talented passer. The problem is he doesn't fit what Dennis Allen wants to do at all. I had this problem in the offseason. I just thought Dennis Allen would have him reined in to such a point that you didn't see this. Mm-hmm. You didn't see throwing into triple coverage constantly. You know who doesn't do that? Andrew Dalton doesn't do that. Is it going to make your offense rudimentary at best? Absolutely it is. But really all you have to do is stay out of your own way. That's all you have to do. And look at the schedule moving forward. There's a lot of Seahawks. Bengals that I don't know exactly what they are. The Cardinals who looked awful yesterday. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I need a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over. And that's not Jameis Winston. And it's never going to be. The good is good. Threw mm-hmm. for 300 some odd yards yesterday. Mm-hmm. The good's good. Mm-hmm. The bad's terrible. And the bad is what's going to make you a 5-12 and football team if you're not careful. Oh, I think they're well on their way. Because I, I, I just don't know. I, I mean... At some point, you would think that the coaching staff will go, okay, we can't do this anymore. Jameis, you're just a liability with the ball in your hands, despite the fact that you could throw for a whole bunch of yards, you can make it look good at times. You're putting us in bad situations. It's time to go to Andy Dalton. I I wouldn't hate the move. I wouldn't hate the move at all. I thought that I thought the same thing you thought, that if you get good, Jameis, which we – only saw for a limited period of time last year that this would be a contending team. Well, I mean, the problem with Jameis Winston is exactly what you've seen over the course of three weeks. 75% of the time works every time. Mm -hmm. Then there's that other 25% where it is 
uh, just an abomination. It is just an assault on your eyeballs. And until you rectify that, none of it matters. None of it matters until you have figured out what to do with that. And to me, it's Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if you had to go to Ian Book. Then, okay, you know what? We'll deal with Jameis. Right. But you don't. You have a savvy veteran who can take care of the ball that you can turn this over to. But congratulations to the Carolina Panthers. It always feels good to win a uh, rivalry game within the division, regardless of what, uh, regardless of how it happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you're a Panther fan, against. you should be happy. Kevin Vick, Adam Black, all the wonderful Panther fans that, that consume the show, you should be happy mm-hmm. to a point. Alex asked the question uh, after week three, what are the uh, prognostications now for the Carolina Panthers? Um, nothing has changed. Nope. This is still You a lost four- a game that I thought you would win, and you won a game that I thought you would lose. Mm-hmm. Next week against the Cardinals. Good luck. I've already seen two people say, we're going to beat the Cardinals next week. Okay. All right. How exactly Receipt. do you plan on doing that? Well, I mean, if you can do what the Rams did to him yesterday, then yeah, you got a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that I don't think you can because Kyler Murray is not going to turn it over three times. I mean, they're killed at receiver two. It's not an unwinnable game. Mm-hmm. And after that, you go 49ers at the Rams Bucks. Yay. At the Falcons. That's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. They're better than you. I hate to tell you that, but they are. <laughs> at the Bengals, Falcons again, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers, Lions. Were yeah. You, were, were you a little more um, pleased with the CMC usage? In a way, it just all looks so disjointed. I don't like seeing him have 25 carries in any game ever. Mm-hmm. I really would love for uh, – uh, Oh, his name went right out of my head. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. To understand that there is somewhere between 27 touches and 12. There's a happy medium in there. That's where you should be. Right. You haven't done it yet. Right. But one day you're going to get there and it'll be fine. I wouldn't even I, – I, I'm not I'm not even so concerned. I mean, obviously that many carries in a game is is quite a lot and it puts us back in the same scenario that we used to talk about this team before they signed him to the big contract. You remember the use we used to pound them for the usage. He was like ninety nine percent of snaps in his mm-hmm. first three years in the league, playing for the Carolina Panthers, and you just ran the wheels off of him. But you got to get him involved in the passing game, and I don't know if it's on Ben McAdoo or if that's just on Baker. Of Baker just can't check down. He can't. Well, I mean, I told you that when they signed him. Look for it. I said that has never been an element of his game. How many times have I told you that Kareem Hunt narrative that he was such a great pass catcher? It's not. It's flat out not true. Mm-hmm. Flat out not true. And that's exactly what I see now. When is Christian McCaffrey at his best? My answer to that is when he gets the ball in space. Not running the ball out of the backfield, but when you can hit him on these screens and, and get him out in the open field, make him make dudes miss. Do not try to continue to run him 25 times up between the tackles. He's not built for that. He's not. And so you have to find a way to get him the ball, and I think there's a very honest solution to all of this. Start Sam Darnold. 
uh, that, that's no doubt. As soon as Sam Darnold is available, he will be the starter of the Carolina Panthers. And I told you so. <laughs> I, I think there has the only... never been a player in the history of the NFL that I have been more just bum-fuzzled at how are you not seeing this. I'll never get it. I've watched every snap the man has taken in this league. I could count without getting to my toes how many I ever went NFL football player. Is he great? No. Is he serviceable? Mm. No. Mm. Sometimes. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL. That is not an opinion. That is a statistical fact. Sam Darnold? Oh, I was talking about Sam. I was talking about Baker. Oh, okay. I was talking about Sam. Is he great? No. Is he serviceable? Yeah, sometimes. But he's somewhat mobile. And Kevin Vick asked in the comments, so when Darnold does come back, what does that do to the expectations of the Panthers? There's one big question. Is Ben McAdoo going to figure out how to actually allocate your resources on the offense? Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore combined for two catches for 16 yards yesterday. You hit a big old big one with LaVisca Chenault and had a defensive touchdown. Mm -hmm. That's what you had to have. Ben McAdoo had nothing to do with that. Now, with Darnold being a little more mobile, that gives me a hope based on what I have seen of McAdoo in the past because that's something he wants to do, and Baker's just Seacrest out. You saw it in the preseason. They want to have an element of that RPO. Baker Mayfield is not qualified. He's not, and he doesn't want to be. All right, before we take the break here, we've got to answer this question from Adam Black because it's going to explode if we don't answer it or if you don't answer it. When is the time, or are we already there, where you're backing off Alvin Kamara in fantasy football? R-E-L-A-X. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, with Kamara, it's, I think he is still a little dinged up. He looks very rusty. And, and I'll be honest with you, they're just letting Jameis throw. That's three games now I've watched the Saints, and every team I've seen them play went, well, Kamara's not going to beat us. I'll I'll allow Jameis Winston to come out here and throw it all over the yard. And maybe he beats us, maybe he doesn't. I know Kamara can. Jameis may beat himself. Uh, and my not-actually-related cousin, Colin Green, was asking for this uh, for Pete Carmichael, uh, aimed at, I'm going to assume, the usage on Alvin Kamara and the fact that you've thrown 40 bajillion times. Run the damn ball! You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Roots and Wings the two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family.
the sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. How about them Tar Heels, by the way? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Man. Uh, how does Phil Longo still have a job? Yeah, that's or, a great question. Or Gene Jizzick. Well, yeah. Oh, Gene. Gene Jizzick. Hey, I was having to revitalize the defense. we got some college talk coming up uh, after the weird news, after the next uh, commercial break. But uh, continuing with the NFL, the weird day that was yesterday, as you had, like, New England showing some offense. T's and P's for Mac Jones, by the way. He's got a severe ankle sprain, apparently. And without Mac Jones, the New England Patriots are... The same team they are with him. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Hoyer... Yeah, they're the same exact... It's not going to really change anything. uh, I re-referenced that meme of the uh, elderly gentleman wearing the red shirt, holding another red shirt, going, It's exactly what I wanted! You had snowfall in Vermont earlier last week. Derrick Henry time. Derrick Henry time. Uh, Derrick Henry bouncing back with a big game against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Tennessee Titans come up with the 24-22 win over the Raiders. And the Raiders fall to 0-3. And they're done like dinner are, are you are you off on the writers now no no i'm not i still like this team i do too i still like this team i still like the pieces i don't like your defense i have i've no. never liked the defense i mean it was it's great you got chandler jones and max crosby and we can rush the passer sometimes but the rest of it i'm seacrest out well and it's it's a tale of two teams the Tennessee Titans did exactly what they had to do. Was it pretty? No. But you have to adjust. And Josh McDaniels, through three games, has shown absolutely no ability to do that. It's Denver all over again. He has shown no – and I'm dumbfounded by that. You were this specific about the job you were going to take. And you just never run. Ever. Mm-mm. I watched a ton of this game, and I continuously forgot that Josh Jacobs was even in the game. And he was effective when you gave it to him. But he can't help it. He Josh McDaniels can physically not help just trying to chuck it all over the yard. And I have a theory on why. Okay, I think he's trying to prove a point of I was the genius. I was the genius that made all of the things go. We talked about that with Bill. We talked about it with Tom. We've not talked about it with Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And watching what I saw yesterday on a team that had Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and the definition of a bunch of dudes. Threw it 44 times. Mm-hmm. Threw it mind-bogglingly, in mind-boggling situations. You lived behind the chains. Derek Carr's running for his life. With a team that did not have Bud Dupree and did not have Harold Landry. He's still running for his life. And it doesn't matter when your offensive line's that Because bad. everybody knows what you're doing. There is nothing about this offense that looks creative or revolutionary. And I'm going to be really honest with you, you better be glad Derek Carr's as good as he is. I overheard somebody say this yesterday while we were at the Village Sports, 51 North Merriman Avenue, which is where we watch football every Sunday. I heard somebody say Derek Carr is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, and I audibly laughed out loud. I went, do you realize how bad this would be without him? 
if it was not for Derek Carr, I can't actually say anything else has gone right. You bottled up Derrick Henry reasonably well. I mean, yeah, he got a lot of touches. He had a lot of yards. He scored mm-hmm. a lot of fantasy points. Mm-hmm. He was not really dynamic. But the one thing that Mike Vrabel showed is, hey, look, I can actually adjust. Did you notice that Derrick Henry had six targets this week? Yep. That's a new little wrinkle. You don't see that very often. You know why? Because if you're going to line up with three down defenders against me, and you're going to do this weird little hybrid thing. I have a gigantic running back, and all I have to do is get the ball in his hand, and you're against, you're up against it with me. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel is a good coach. He infuriates me more than practically any coach I've ever seen. Right, but he adjusted. I just want to hear you say it again. What well, is a good coach? Mike Vrabel is a what? Is a good coach. Okay, good, good. I'm glad we can we can come back around to that. I was going to say I never said he was a bad coach, but I think I did about yeah, 500 did. times. Yeah, you did. Uh, hate Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's one of the worst coaches in the league. I think you've said all of those things. He's infuriating. He's infuriating. But you did exactly what Josh McDaniels has to do. Mm-hmm. The problem now for the Raiders is that you're going to have to – you put yourself in such a situation that you're going to have to win games that I don't know that you can. Uh, and this week you have the Denver Broncos coming to town, and if you lose, oh, good, you think it's allowed now? There are people calling for Josh McDaniel's head three weeks in. Mm-hmm. You do realize they haven't actually lost a game by more than a touchdown yet against three teams that either made the playoffs or should have mm-hmm. last year. They've had one of the most daunting schedules in the NFL, statistically. Mm-hmm. But it's really unnerving that you have lost this many close games. And you're going to continue to. You will continue to lose these close games because, I mean, Josh McDaniels, just not a good coach. The fact Mac Hollins had more had almost as many yards in one game as Devontae Adams has all year says a lot. Mm-hmm. It says but, a lot. I And I don't know what it was. I don't know if there's a disconnect with – Derek Carr and his receivers or especially Darren Waller like Darren Waller has not Mac Collins had more yards yesterday than Darren Waller has all year oh I know but what I'm saying is is like there doesn't seem to be any connection there much of a connection there at all it's just disjointed it's every bit of it looks disjointed and Josh McDaniels is going to have to do the one thing that he doesn't want to do. Sorry to go Joker again, but that's the one rule you're going to have to break. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to run the ball. Okay, Josh? Go ahead. Run the damn ball! <laughs> it's it's just it's mind-boggling how and, – and I don't know if it's ego. That's what I think it is. And I didn't th- – I, I hadn't really formulated that opinion until I watched yesterday – just go, how are you going to keep doing the same thing with the same result and you don't understand how it's not working? Mm-hmm. In spite of the fact that the run is actually working for you. You put Derek Carr in bad situations behind a bad offensive line. This is coaching 101. If your line's bad, what do you have to do? Mitigate that. How do you do that? Screen passes. Run game. Things that get the ball out of your quarterback's hand quickly. Not just, hey, let's play Madden and see if I can go five bills with Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I saw for three solid quarters. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to lose close game after close game because 
they don't have the leadership. It didn't take long. It did not take long for me to go. Josh McDaniels is not built to be a head coach in this league, and I'm and I'm I'm not that far off. I liked the hire when they made it. I thought he had really taken a, a, a guarded approach with taking a job. Of, of I'm going to take a job that I can put my own stamp on it, of the players that I want, a quarterback that can run my system. And in all reality, I think he's just trying to, I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't adjust to that, Raiders fans are not going to put up with a five and twelve year, and you are on a collision path for it right now because that schedule is brutal. It is. It's not going to get much better because now you you look down the list, and not only are you going to have gross games with the Broncos coming up, uh, you got the Jaguars. Who knows what you're going to find in the Colts later on in the season after they just beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Will the Chargers? figure anything out you got the rams on the schedule it's just ah the chargers ah, the chargers. that's a team that i feel like we should talk about yeah we probably should you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 up next we get weird at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida... And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. You ever hear somebody say, America is the greatest country in, on earth? Yes. And I'm so glad I live in America. Well, I say that a lot. I say that a lot. And look, I've never lived in another country. I've been to very few other countries uh, that aren't island nations. So, look, I... Maybe there's a little ignorance in that as well, but at least I know things like this don't happen in America. Um, the story comes to us from India, where a 20-year-old woman was up on her roof. She was up on her roof. I don't know what she was doing. Maybe she was adjusting the satellite dish or what, whatever. Do people still have satellite dishes? I, maybe in India they do. Who knows? She was up on the roof tending house or doing whatever maybe she was just sunbathing on the roof and then tragedy struck when she was attacked by a band of monkeys she desperately tried to fight them off 
lost her balance, and fell off the roof. She fell 22 feet onto a wrought iron fence. Ouch. And the wrought iron fence, yes, it has the little spinities at the top, and she impaled herself on the fence. It was about an hour before anybody actually found her. Finally, family members discovered her and tried to free her. They rushed her to the hospital with the steel rod still jammed in her stomach. She had to go. Un- she had to undergo emergency surgery. Doctors uh, were successful in removing uh, the bar from her belly. Uh, she is now stable and recovering nicely. But that there you go. I know that's not going to happen anywhere in america i'm not just gonna be up there cleaning my roof off one day and then all of a sudden a giant band of monkeys just comes out of nowhere and starts attacking me so this would be a a a bad time to tell the story about the kid getting attacked by a coyote indeed a coyote i'll audible massachusetts governor has repealed the law for one very simple reason it required too much math uh, it was called an act to reduce fatalities. It was Bill H-5103 in Massachusetts. Okay. Here's what it stated. In passing a vulnerable user, the operator of a motor vehicle shall pass at a safe distance of not less than three feet when the motor vehicle is traveling at 30 miles per hour or less, with one additional foot of clearance for every 10 miles per hour that the vehicle is traveling above 30 miles an hour. Do you have any idea what I just said? that depending on how fast you're going the further away you need to be from yep. bicycles uh, this is talking about passing bicycle bicycles on the side of the road mm-hmm. uh here's the problem people kept getting ticketed for it going i don't understand how far away i'm supposed to be right so governor charlie baker repealed it Does and it- said you know all right so it was a good thought but there's too many numbers and americans will do anything to not use the metric system so we're gonna go back to the old drawing board and work on this and we'll let you know Uh, we'll we'll get back to you so so now maybe don't ride your bike to work this week so now so now there are no protections correct awesome yeah so maybe don't ride your bike to work this week in massachusetts (laughs) i mean it's like keeping distance i know nobody does that but you're supposed to you're taught like in driver's ed depending on however fast you're traveling you need to leave one car length distance between you and the car in front of you for every 10 miles an hour you're going so if you're going 60 you need six car lengths so this if you're going 40 you need to pass was it four feet uh yes or seven feet see this is where i get confused because it was like first it was three feet regardless and then a foot of every for every additional 10 miles per hour so four okay feet. so so it's four feet all right well see that's not that hard to figure out <laughs> Because Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Although we do live in Asheville, and I have to tell this story real quick. Name's on the door, so I can. Uh, I left here yesterday. We did our fantasy football show. Uh, Thank you, everybody that joined in on that. When I left here, I stopped at an establishment on Patton Avenue. As I was exiting said establishment, Mm -hmm. I watched a a person take a, a steel chair and set it on the sidewalk and go to sleep. That's not that's not that weird until I looked past this person. First of all, very impressed that you go to sleep that quickly. Not sure that you would want to do it the way they did it, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not casting as persons. 
there was another person in the middle of Patton Avenue that was actually doing jumping jacks in the middle of traffic. Hot. Yep. Just walking down the street. Just woohoo. Because Asheville. Uh, yeah, that's methed up. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Yes, Mike Dyson, <laughs> it is. I, I Yeah. I almost killed a guy the other day because he was walking down the middle of Hendersonville Road. Like, mm-hmm. like not in the turning lane. Like, walking down the middle of the travel lane on Hendersonville Road at 3 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? What are you doing? And why do you want me to kill you is the question I have. Because I couldn't see any piece of him. There's no reflective clothing. He wasn't even wearing light, wearing light colored clothing. Hey, maybe uh, don't walk in the middle of the road. Yeah, please Just don't a do thought. That. Just a thought. Don't do that. Don't do. That's crimes. That's jaywalking, and don't do crimes. Uh, people that are not from here that watch our show, trust me, we could do a whole show on this of just the things we see in a given day. Oh, no doubt. Like the guy that pulled up the other day and just sat in the parking lot, and we were like, Are you okay, dude? Or can we help you with something? And he goes, y'all ever seen any UFOs out here? Uh, yep. That did happen. What? No. And that's a very strange thing to ask to random people. Uh, By yeah, the way, that this don't is know private you. property. Please leave. Yeah, that don't know you. <laughs> right. And then ate, uh, and then aggressively ate a hostess cake or something. Yeah. Yeah. All I heard was the crinkling of the, the package. I kept waiting for Jeremy to just look at him and go, you're a weird dude. <laughs> I don't quite know what you're doing here, but I'm going to lock this here door behind me. Uh, speaking of weird things, the Jacksonville Jaguars are two and one. Uh-huh. They're, 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 they're two and one, mm-hmm. and they beat the heck out of the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis week. Colts. And, oh, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts last week. And then... They went to L.A. this week and had just a wonderful time. 38-10. to 10. Los Angeles Chargers, they're doing Charger things. Mm-hmm. Just letting us down. Ooh, let me, I, I love making sweeping declarations. Uh, Brandon Staley is not long for the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. He will not be the head coach of this team a year from now, and I will tell you right now, Sean Payton will be. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about, oh, the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to take the Cowboy job. Uh, I don't think he will. Why would you do that when the L.A. Chargers are available? And it may be the most attractive job in the NFL that I can remember. It's not you got a you got a great quarterback on a rookie deal, and I'm going to take it a step further. It would be the greatest thing that ever happened to Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Because what I saw yesterday was I, I can't say definitively that I watched the team give up on their coach, but it felt that way. It really felt that way. Uh, the fact you had Justin Herbert still in the game after your left tackle got hurt, down a billion, you could have put a dunce cap on your head and you wouldn't have looked any dumber than you looked doing that. Right. I, I don't even know what to say. It was the most mind-boggling called game I think I've ever seen. Between Sony Michelle and Austin Eckler, you ran nine times, which is ridiculous. And I'm not saying you were great when you did it. Sony Michelle was at least a little affected between the tackles. Mm-hmm. But you have a hurt quarterback 
You come into this game knowing you have a hurt quarterback. And somehow you ran it 12 times, and he was one of them. A hurt quarterback with your most reliable weapon on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen not playing yesterday. Uh, by the way, Josh Palmer, he a dog. Just, yeah, you know, I, I thought I'd throw stop. that out there. Is that his uh, second good game? Uh, Josh Palmer, he a dog. Second good game in a row. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. He a dog. Six catches for 99 yards. But Justin Herbert playing hurt. Should he have played yesterday? There's no fan base in the NFL that should be angrier than the than the Los Angeles Chargers should be right now. And I will put this right at the feet of Mr. Lombardi calling the offense. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to hire a defensive coach. I've said on this show multiple times, I'm not a fan of it ever. I will go get a defensive guy. They get fired in this league all the time, especially when they get head coaching jobs. So I can have all the little visionary defensive guru you got smoked by the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. at home. Defense didn't look too good to me. And the offense, you don't have the the a proper pairing to Brandon Staley because that offense is a joke. I started getting scared after Kansas City, but I chalked it up to, hey, it's Kansas City, you're on the road, Herbert got hurt late, you throw an interception in the end zone, went back 99 yards, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I tried to chalk it up to that. Then I watched this, and I was – and don't get me wrong. I was equally impressed with the Jaguars to how disappointed I was in the Los Angeles Chargers. But it was a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Of just looking at this going, there was nothing that you brought to the table today that was winning football nothing and it's i've always compared this to the uh eccentric girl at the bar you get the real eccentric pretty girl hey she's just she's a little different and then you get me that i'm eccentric and i'm just a jerk mm-hmm. looks real good when you're winning when you're winning, oh, we go for it on fourth down on the 35-yard line because I'm I'm an analytics guy and I do things different and I'm ahead of the curve. No, now you're just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Now you're just straight up an idiot, and I don't really know how you could have come away from yesterday thinking anything else. You have the perfect setup here. You've got two phenomenal pass rushers. How many sacks did they have yesterday? I don't know. Two? Uh, zero. Zero? It was zero. Barely even touched Trevor Lawrence. Behind an offensive line that's still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You couldn't generate pressure with that. You're just not a good coach. You're not a good coach. And I feel like he is what is holding them back. And the quicker they figure that out, the better they'll be. I mean, injuries don't help either. And no, and losing Rashawn Slater is... Uh, that's going to make it even worse yeah Rashawn Slater's got a torn bicep he's going to have to have surgery on that he will miss the the rest of the season which is not good what about Bosa have we heard an update on I haven't heard an update yet but I think he got hurt in the third quarter of that game and did not return so I mean that's going to be another big problem if he's going to be out for any extended period of time I feel like we would have heard that if he was going to be out for any extended period of time uh, but they've been playing without J.C. Jackson, second game in a row. But J.C. Jackson played last week. As somebody, as somebody said in the comments, this is the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. You got to stop using injuries as an excuse. Everybody has injuries. Everybody has injuries. Now, is it worse for some teams than others? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Injuries can derail a season. This team completely healthy gave away a game with the Chiefs that they had absolutely no reason to lose. Mm-hmm. I felt walking away from that, they lost more than the Chiefs won. Yes, it was a great interception return. I get all that. It was a terrible throw. It was a terrible play call. You could have lost to the Raiders in a game that you had no business losing, and you got smoked by the Jaguars. Now, on the bright side, next four weeks, you've got three games that could be get-healthy spots. At the Texans, should be a get-healthy spot. Mm -hmm. At the Browns, in theory, should be a good get-healthy spot. And at the, or, and the Seahawks in L.A. No, if you lose to, that, whoo. So you're going to have to stop the run to be able to do that. And James Robinson proved yesterday that they still got some improving to do on that. Yeah, the, the, the run, that wasn't great, but I do think you have to give some flowers to the Jaguars. Of course you do. That team is way better than we thought they were. And Trevor Lawrence, if I had an MVP vote right now, uh, Lamar Jackson's one, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's two, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is three, Trevor Lawrence is four. Trevor Lawrence is four, and I wouldn't think about it for a second. There's not another player in the NFL you could even convince me belongs in the discussion with the four I just said. And as a Jets fan, I'd be remiss if I didn't look back on one stupid win against the Rams that kept us from having that guy. <laughs> that was a fun minute. Oh, that precluded me from 10 years of happiness. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. How good are the Jacksonville Jaguars? We'll discuss it up next. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Week three of the NFL season is nearly in the books. We still have the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants to go tonight on Monday Night Football in New York. Jeremy will have his picks coming up at the end of the program today. If you're looking to wager a little dough, a little cash on the game tonight, 
course, you can always take your uh, wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. Yeah, uh, so you said MVP votes. Uh, you would go That's Lamar, Lamar by a lot. Uh, and then there's a drop-off to Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who I have just neck and neck with each other. Mm-hmm. And four would be Trevor Lawrence. Four would be Trevor Lawrence. That's a good team. We got power rankings coming out tomorrow for week four of the NFL season, and I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars might have a number next to it that makes you go, wait. Wait. Seriously? What? Because, <laughs> I mean, as much as as much crap as you've talked about the defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're figuring some things out. They're so young that I didn't think this would happen this quickly, but they got they got that dog in them. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, their opponent for this uh, this coming week four. Who, what, which had Eagles Jaguars as the game of week four? If you did, please show me receipts because I would love to see them. No one did. No one did. Nobody gave the Jacksonville Jaguars much of a chance to be uh, good this year. And so far through three weeks, it looks like Trevor has turned a corner and Doug Peterson is, is who I thought he was. I thought he was a good coach when he was in Philadelphia. He won a damn Super Bowl and everybody went, oh, Doug Peterson's not that good. Or not everybody, just Jeremy. Mm, I, I don't believe I said it quite like that. I just... <laughs> Doug he Peterson. got run out of town for a reason. Oh, well, I mean, and and we all know there was way more to it than just his on-the-field uh, pr- pr- production and mentoring. But, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles-Jacksonville Jaguars, a 1 o'clock game on CBS this Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The Philadelphia Eagles are insanely good. I just don't know how you stop them. They are insanely good. And what they did to Washington yesterday, they sacked Carson Wentz nine times, five of them in the first quarter. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just boat raced Washington. The sheer fact that they've I really wish Washington hadn't scored that last touchdown just solely so the final score would have been 24 to 2, because that would have been much more indicative of how this game went. <laughs> Uh, Washington Commanders, the last team to score yesterday in the early slate of the NFL. I, I'm just, I, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. As much trash as we talked about Nick Sirianni early on last year with this team, and then it was fine. They found the running game, they, this uh, triple option, whatever the hell they're running. And then they started to win some games, and they snuck into the playoffs, and it was like, okay, well, this is who you are. But I'm not so sure. I'm they not didn't so run sure. well yesterday at all. I'm not so and sure. And it this did is, not matter. Oh, no. Jalen Hurts is doing things with the arm, and I'm not so sure that this isn't the team to beat in the NFC now. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. If you told me right now I had to pick a team in the NFC and I had to bet my house on it, it's Philadelphia, and I wouldn't think about it twice. Mm-hmm. A, the schedule is just a cakewalk. This team may go 15-2. There's just not a lot of losses on this schedule. If they don't lose to Jacksonville this week, they're going to be 9-0. They will be 9-0 because they play the Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, and the Commanders again before they get the Colts. Mm-hmm. And then there's, a, there's an ugly three-week stretch there. 
But, I mean, to me, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and I don't think it's even debatable. I really don't see a team in the NFC that I even think is in the ballpark of them right now. Every other NFC contender has shown a weakness. What is the weakness of the Eagles? Uh, we thought it was Jalen Hurts. Oh, he can't go out there and beat you if, if the run game's not working. Mm-hmm. They averaged 2.4 yards a carry yesterday. And that game was never in doubt for even a tenth of a second. And it's not even close to being the defense. The defense no, the defense is, is phenomenal. Terrifying. They're terrifying. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, we've got the Sports Center update coming up in just a second. And then afterward, kick off the third hour as we always do with the daily draft is stock up stock down for the weekend that was in football he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of Asheville. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy live in the Ingalls studio, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go, live or on demand. Get the podcast posted each and every day. You can see us every time we are live as well. On YouTube, just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And uh, also, don't forget that, you know, we uh, we do we do lots of great things for our House of Reprehensibles. I mean, we tell, you know, we, we keep you entertained each and every day. Uh, but you can also join us on our DFS contest every week. You could still get in it. Oh, yeah. You just got to win one. I mean, you'll, you'll beat Ronnie me, Ronnie George, no our winner for uh, week three. I didn't actually have to do the math because he smoked us. Oh, yeah. He was he scored uh, 171 points or something like that. In a that. bad week. And and the second place team had like 140. Yeah, it, 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 I didn't have to do the math. No. It was real easy to figure out the winner. So Ronnie George will be our uh, winner, cashing his uh, ticket into the finals. Joining Brent the, Ponder and Michael Bailey as our existing finalists. Yes, of the battle for the belt, be Bear City's best fantasy football player. The link to the contest is always in the description of the video each and every week. So um, we kick off the third hour same way every weekday afternoon right here on ESPN Asheville. Daily Draft. And Mondays are always stock up, stock down. Who was the winner of the week? Now, on Friday, we picked all the best games of the weekend. And I think both you and I had great schedules of games that we wanted to see. I, I had Clemson and Wake Forest, which is and winner. You did. You had that one. You had Florida and Tennessee. By the way, uh, from here on out, that pick, uh, which it was the last pick that I gave, that will from here on out be called the big dog. That uh-huh. was said to me on Twitter, and I went, well, that's a thing now. That's a thing that, that we do. Indeed. Uh, I did have Kansas State and Oklahoma on my list. Oh, which was great if you were a fan of Kansas State. Uh, if not, I think we it was are. not great. Or I mean, if you're, you're, you're only not a Kansas State fan if you're an Oklahoma fan. Correct. Right? And so. Brent Venables, you're out there just doing stuff. <laughs> Anyway, Jeremy, 
you've gotten the number one pick i do this week so stock up stock down who was your winner of the week uh for me this is really easy and i've been looking forward to doing this just because i knew it would irk you tennessee i can't disagree with you every other team outside of ohio state and alabama at some point looked bad Mm -hmm. tennessee did not but but anthony richardson had a bajillion yards yeah i get that i don't care uh hennon hooker is a dude and that team is going to be really hard to stop Mm -hmm. i'm just telling you there's a there's a game there's a date a little date with alabama coming up on rocky top a few weeks i am telling you right now that sets up to be just a classic mm-hmm. all right winner of the week number one pick for jeremy green is the tennessee volunteers i mean and i i didn't even go as far as i wanted to i, I could have gone much further in in just a a, a fusing uh, because they're going to win the East. Stop that. What I saw of you against Kent State, you don't want none of what I just saw. That's You gave up 22 points at home to Kent Who State. Who cares? You... We did not care about that game. And guarantee you today, they're caring in practice. And that's all well and good. I saw a lot of liabilities. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, and that would scare me to death. I don't think you understand how bad that team you just played was. I really don't care. You, and you should. That's to, See, to me, that is a completely stupid statement. Because mm-hmm. you should be able to just trot out on a field and beat them by 55. Mm-hmm. And they put the fear in you for just a little bit. Not mm-hmm. that you were going to lose, okay. but that they were your equal. I was going to say, that was never in doubt. It was never a game that was in doubt. And... I, I would wager when it was 32-22, you didn't feel great. No, you didn't feel great. You didn't feel great. Then you watched it and you went, we're just not playing today. Did not bring the A game. And it was, the thing that it would was scare quite me, obvious. The thing that would scare me is that they only put up three on that Oklahoma team that just got absolutely trounced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look, uh, I'm not last- saying that this is a that this is a a statement about you. But when I watched Alabama and I watched Ohio State, uh, my number one prevailing takeaway, you're not in their class. Mm-hmm. Now, you could be, but you're not right now. Oh, we did it to Oregon. Yeah, that's Pac-12. I don't really care about the Pac-12. Right. Uh, a defensive lineman in the Pac-12 weighs 25 pounds less than I do. Mm-hmm. Did it to South Carolina. That didn't uh, that South Carolina, I'm not sure, would beat Kent State. They struggled with Charlotte. Okay? <laughs> I know what the final score was. I got it. But, like Alabama did it to Vanderbilt. Feel, uh, feel that much better about it? it, it yours was Kent State. Mm-hmm. End of message. Repeat the line. Two I, teams. Two teams in the last. And three Ohio years. State did it to Wisconsin. Two teams in the last three years have scored twenty or more points on the Georgia Bulldogs. One was Alabama. Mm-hmm. The other was Kent State. Mm-hmm. It was an anomaly game. And I guess what I'm saying is that even an anomaly game, they can't hold your jock straps, and they did for four quarters. Mm-hmm. It would be unnerving to me. You can sit there and smile at me all you want to. The team I just saw would have gotten beaten by Ohio State by 40. Mm-hmm. They would have drug you. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, it's the same response I had when you said, oh, the Green Bay Packers are going to destroy your team. Yeah, well, okay. We'll see. And, and it didn't happen. And they won. Uh, yeah, they won, but. And didn't, didn't destroy you for a half. It didn't. It didn't look but good. To, to me, those two things are not even in the same ballpark of uh, of close to one another. You have. All right, I, I'm going to go on a little tangent here because I, right. I got the same response from you that I've gotten from every other Georgia fan, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's really. It's something I said about Clemson a long time ago. You've gotten used to this conference being you and Alabama. It's mm-hmm. not anymore. I hate to break that to you, mm-hmm. Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm not going to say they're as good as you. They can beat you. You've had several years here where you were just going to win the East. It was a layup. That's not the case anymore. No, I'm not. Kentucky and Tennessee are top 10 teams. And if you have that same cocky attitude that you just had with what I just said, they will smoke you. As undisciplined as I saw that defense Mm -hmm. against a bottom, Mm -hmm. just bottom feeder, cellar dweller, FBS school, do a quarter of that against Tennessee. You'll be looking up 21 to nothing in a heartbeat. And I don't think you will. That's that. That's and that's, that's fine. My, that's my faith in the system in Kirby Smart of that team. You won't see that again. Put it this way: I've been doing this for a minute. I've never seen a national title team do that against a team of that scale. Sure, never seen it. Sure. My big winner of the weekend. It has to be the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. Look, I you could say Miami sucks, and they do. Uh, we know that Tyler Van Dyke got benched in this game and the middle Tennessee state, uh, blue Raiders 45, 31, they go into Miami and get the win and they just looked unstoppable. Uh, and that's a lot on Miami. That Miami team has a lot of issues. And I told, I said this over the weekend because as a Florida state guy, uh, receipts, when we lost to Jacksonville state, the loudest fans were Miami. So I got a whole lot of platitude out of this. Uh, you're going to have to get rid of a culture that Manny Diaz allowed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of heads hanging on the sideline, malcontents chirping, and they looked defeated. I mean, I knew in the second quarter. I'm not going to tell you that I knew they were going to lose. I knew this was not going to be, a, oh, there you go. Now Miami's figured it out. Mm-hmm. And they just never did. Yep. Game of the weekend – was no doubt the two overtime thriller between Clemson and Wake Forest. My second winner of the weekend, it's DJ Uyongalele. I mean, as much punishment as this kid has taken in the media for just not being good, he came out and he looked really good this week. He had an amazing stat line. They ended up winning a really close game that, you know, you may think Wake Forest shouldn't give you that kind of a fit if you're a top five team. Not with that secondary where it was. You didn't have your best corner. Your second best corner got hurt. Mm -hmm. I was not impressed with DJ Oyungalele. Really? you, You did what you needed to do to win. There were times I think I could have made some of those throws. Wake Forest is god awful defensively. And that leads me into my loser, Clemson mm-hmm. defense. If your uh, defense is yeah. that good, because uh, I got news for you, that claw PO is cute. Sam Hartman demolished that secondary. And the thing that would scare me if I was a Clemson fan is what you have coming up. NC State is good. Florida State is good. Mm-hmm. That's two games that I thought would be no problem. 
because you're so good defensively that they can't they can't score with you. Both of them have issues defensively. You'll be able to take advantage of that. What I saw, phenomenal front four. Miles Murphy, uh, Brise, that front four is is stout. The back half leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second loser of the weekend is Brandon Staley. Yeah. You can't get dogged at home like that. And look, I, as I said, I think Jacksonville is markedly better than we thought they were. But the fact that you got just annihilated and you looked lost, I, that makes you a guaranteed loser for me. Okay. All right. Um, I got to go with the Las Vegas Raiders as a loser of the weekend. It does not look good, as we talked about in the last hour. I think Josh McDaniels is who we thought he was. The guy who was just bad as a coach for the Denver Broncos, he, he's he's not any better. I'm not seeing anything that shows me he's better with this Las Vegas Raiders team, and the Raiders are now 0-3, and it's going to have to take – I mean, you're going to have to grow leaps and bounds in a week for me to feel good about your trans- chances for the rest of this year. It, it could get very much off the rails. Mm-hmm. It could go super off the rails in a heartbeat. Yeah, Las Vegas Raiders and uh, and their head coaching uh, staff or their entire coaching staff, eh, losers of the week for me. We'll take a quick break, come back with my next pick, stock up, stock down for the football weekend right here on ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. I mean, I have to admit, there were moments where I thought that about the Georgia Bulldogs. This As past well weekend. you should have. I mean, <laughs> again, it was a game that was never in doubt. And, you know, it was a little, Oh, a little I never thought you were going to win, but I spent a lot of time going, man, you look ragged. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a I look. always call those Nick Saban games because it tells me way more about the psyche of your team. Mm-hmm. 
because that's something that I will use down the line of you go on the road, and, and I'm not talking about you get Tennessee at home. You right. go on the road against a team that can hang with you, and they will hang way too long, and those are the games you accidentally mess around yeah. and lose. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a chance. There's a chance. I, look, I mean, college but football is pretty easy to figure out. There are four or five teams that are so much better than everybody talent-wise. If anybody plays with you, it's because mentally you had checked out, and that is scary for me. Yeah, there was no doubt that they were checked out for that uh, Kent State game. Um uh loser of the week we are doing our stock up stock down week in review in football so far in the daily draft jeremy has the tennessee volunteers as a winner of the weekend clemson defense was a loser and brandon staley head coach of the los angeles chargers loser of the week as well i took the middle tennessee state blue raiders who got a, the big win on the road at Miami as my winner of the week. DJ Uyangalele putting up a big game after everybody just talked him into the ground for the first few weeks of the college football season. And the Las Vegas Raiders were a loser for me and their head coach, Josh McDaniels. Another loser of the week. And I try, I try my best to mince words when it comes to one of my other teams, but I have no nice words for Gene Chizik, who was Oof. supposed to come in to come back to Carolina and instill this fundamentally sound team rather than, you know, the blitz heavy scheme that we had under the, 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 the previous guy. And it is just awful. Notre Dame came into Chapel Hill and put up damn near 600 yards on this Tar Heel defense. You have five and four star guys at every level of this defense, and none of them look like they're getting any better. That's what's unsettling to me. Right. Like, look, I get, you know, I get getting caught up in the moment. Notre Dame still got good players. We don't like, you know, Drew Pine or whatever, but still. They've got talent. They've got talent. We've got talent. Let's see the talent go at each other. And the talent that I saw from North Carolina Tar Heels, not just in this game, but in the App State game, all of it, it is not good. And it's not getting any better. I don't know what the fix is. I don't know how you need to adjust moving forward. That ain't my job. But what I can tell you is I see an undisciplined group of guys out there that aren't getting their jobs done. Half of them don't even look like they know what their jobs are. It's very out of sorts. I mean, it was hard to watch. I mean, the offense is still great. Yeah, Drake May was fine. Drake May's still out here doing stuff. But that defense is god-awful. And North Carolina Tar Heels are going absolutely nowhere if they can't get their defense, uh, you know, up to snuff. I I hate doing this. I hate having a winner and a loser come from the same game, mm -hmm. but I, the fact that you have allowed this to fall to me, I can't let it go any further. I'm going Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's probably no team in the NFL that feels better about themselves right now than Jacksonville, mm -hmm. and they should. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you you're a playoff team. I can't tell you you're going to win this division. I still look at the Titans. I still look at the Colts and go, you know what? I trust those organizations. Colts get a big win against the uh, against the Chiefs. Titans get a big win against the Raiders. I can't tell you that you're going to make the playoffs, but I can tell you you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. 
and you're going to be really difficult to deal with for the rest of this year and in years to come. And after the disaster that was Urban Meyer, that's probably about all you could ask for. Mm-hmm. And probably and more. I think every Jacksonville Jaguar fan would have signed up to be 2-1 and one through three weeks. Now, the funny thing is that the worst team that you played is who you lost to. I still can't wrap my head around that, <laughs> but it, it's the way it is. The that's NFL's a, a fun and kooky place. It's week one. It was week one. We're just kind of getting our legs underneath us, and now it's, uh, as our good friend Sean Crow likes to say on the Buncombe County High School Football Game of the Week every week, it was Katie bar the door. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars are on a roll. We'll see if they can keep it going this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and my final loser, this is a collection of losers. Every team in the top 10 not named Alabama and Ohio State. All of you either lost or looked horribly ragged. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC did manage to win. And, and I'll be honest with you, I almost left them out of this. I almost put them in with the other two. Except for the fact it's Oregon State. I know the defense is better. I know the culture is getting better. I know all of the things. You can't put up 17 points with this amount of talent against the team in your own conference. Mm-hmm. When we've been talking for weeks, you're going to boat race boat race everybody out here. I think there is a very clear divide between Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and everybody else. And when I say a clear divide, I mean you're those three are a three-touchdown favorite over every other team in the country. Yep. Just have to avoid getting caught. All right, my final pick of the week in the stock up, stock down. It's going to be winners. Winners and fan bases. Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers, fan bases. Yes, we got to win, baby. And enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. Look, I get the Chicago Bears are two and one. But they didn't mean to. No, they're the worst two and one team in the history of sports uh and the carolina panthers you always love to beat a rival especially when you know the team that you just beat everybody has been beating the drum on and by everybody i mean me and jeremy have been beating the drum and this is a good team it's not it's not a good team but carolina came out and took care of business got a win enjoy it while you can because wins for these teams few and far between and you should love that the other one because you're going to be contending with each other for the number one pick in the draft <laughs> exactly uh do you have a udfa because uh, i do and i promise you mine yours is not mine because i am the last person to hand out participation trophies but mm-hmm. i feel like i have to say this okay go ahead it's the atlanta falcons it's the atlanta falcons that team is i'm not going to tell you that they're that they're drastically better than we thought Mm -hmm. they seem to be having a much better time than a lot of these bad teams and it appears that arthur smith and his his mantras and his credos are are taking hold and drake london kyle pitts is that's just a whale of a start Mm -hmm. and i have to wonder to myself does calvin ridley look at this and go i could play there I, I i could come back to atlanta throw me in the slot have the two big guys on the outside. 
And we got ourselves a dynamic offense. Yes, we do. And the most money in the NFL next offseason. I think if I was going to choose a, uh, a UDFA, it would have to be more Raiders. The Texas Tech Red Raiders. Oh. After Jeremy just, oh, I don't know why anybody believes Texas Tech's any good. And then Texas Tech comes out and gets the win over Texas. Okay. I was very disappointed in the Texas defense. And you should I was very disappointed and in Texas defense. And you should be. But that's one of those games where Texas did the same thing Georgia did. The only difference is you played Kent State. They played, they played a Texas legitimate State, right. FBS school. Right, right. Donovan Smith, though. I, I mean, uh, he, he played a good game. He played a good game, and it ain't the first one he's had this year. Uh, congratulations. Here's your flowers. <laughs> well, just because you were wrong doesn't mean you I need was to wrong. poo-poo their big, uh, their big win. I was wrong. And one click of my mouse here will tell me, who does Texas Tech play this week? Oh, it's a Kansas State team that just beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I ain't even done winners yet. I don't have to do winners yet. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Kansas State over Texas Tech this week. He's already calling his shot. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll talk more college football coming up next, plus the most important message of the day. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. All right, it's time for the most important message of the day, and it is, as always, don't do crimes. I got a story here about another guy who likes to listen to his music a little too loud. Does he live in my neighborhood? Uh, no, he oh. does not. Oh, there's somebody in my neighborhood that does the same thing. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Don't 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 blast your music. Uh, so everyone else can hear you. Um, so there's a guy driving a white convertible, shocker of shockers, with gold wheels, playing his music way too loud in this Ohio neighborhood called Pinecrest. 
The Pinecrest visitors flagged down a passing police lieutenant around 1.15 in the morning last week regarding said vehicle who was playing the music a little too loud. Police spotted the car matching that description in the Whole Foods parking lot, because of course he did, uh, with the music still playing at a very high level and the driver refusing to, one, turn down the music, and two, to provide any amount of uh, identification other than handing the police officer a card that declares him a member of the Moorish Sovereign Nation. So this guy don't, claims don't do that. This it guy doesn't. claims that he is a uh, he is a sovereign member of the more of the Moorish nation, and that he does not have to abide by any of the rules. I don't know if you've ever seen any of these exchanges between police and people who think that uh, I have declared myself a sovereign citizen. I've experienced one of them in an interaction with Nate. Have you really? Greenville, South Carolina. I will never forget it as long as I live. Oh, do tell. Uh, Somebody came in and they tried to steal something from one of my stores. And they said that the, the rules of America did not apply to them because they were a, a member of the sovereign nation of blankety blank. Whatever, yeah. And that was the day that FAFO was born. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I used to kick people in the face for fun. Uh, <laughs> so you could be the most sovereign, whatever you want to be, but you you have thawed and you're about to foe. Yeah. So... <laughs> I just don't I, I don't get where people get this idea that I can just declare myself a sovereign citizen and thereby I do not have to apply to or, uh, you know abide by your any rules of your do not rules. apply to me any of your rules the constitution does not apply to me none of it how do you think this went down uh jail uh yeah, yeah. Uh, arrested arrested and uh after several attempts of trying to tell the guy, look, you can claim you're a sovereign member of whatever nation you want to, but see, here in America, if you're going to drive a car, you have to have an identification. And I know you have one, so give it to me. He would not give it to him. He was arrested for obstructing and was eventually handcuffed because he was resisting as well. And guess what they found? state id found his state id and the richmond heights man is now in jail awaiting charges and he is obviously not going to have a good time from here on out at least in this scenario he is now a sovereign member of america jail (laughs) my story happened sunday in houston a 17 to 25 year old man walked into a fast food establishment he asked the cashier for change for a hundred when the cashier turned around to look at the manager to see what to do he pulled out a handgun and he told the employees it was his first robbery and he demanded money from the register the manager refused to open it the suspect then tried to negotiate with the manager before growing frustrated and eventually leaving empty-handed here's how i picture this went this this gent has seen one too many crime shows and went go in with a gun they just do what i want and mr manager said nah dog 
you you you're not going to use that, and I full well know it. Give me all the money. Mm-mm. Come on, man. Like, please, please, maybe. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Was there a please? Was there a please? Like, I, I want to know. I just want to know how you're the one that walked into an establishment with a gun. So you've already done the crimes. When they catch you, you are going to America jail mm-hmm. because you have done the crimes. Yes. And then when they said, Mm-mm. all right, I'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. Went to his car, drove away. That is an inexperienced bad robber. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Police Department is offering a cash payment of up to $5,000 for information leading to the arrest of this individual. I say, you got to be confident, though. You got to be confident as a manager of a business. Oh, go, yeah. Uh, Guys pointing a gun at you. you got I want, a gun? Give me all no. your money. No. Nah. Mm-mm. I'm not going to do it. No, sir. You I'm going to make you shoot me. I, and I feel like his interaction went much like mine did with Mr. Sovereign of you have fod, and if you don't go, you will have phoned. Yes, you're you're about to find out. Oh. Just, oh. and I know, I and I have talked to cops about this before. And, and the thing that I have always been told is, if that happens, just give them what they want. We'll catch them later. Yep. Uh, this guy did not adhere. Dude, th- this Mr. Manager did not uh, adhere to this. Do, do not tempt the person with a gun to shoot you. Yeah, that's because you look, just don't that, know. You don't know. And in fairness, Mr. Manager did not do crimes. But don't 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 do that. That no. could go much worse. Absolutely. You don't know how close to the edge this person is. Uh, absolutely, because uh, a more experienced robber would probably have that faux thing that oh, yeah. I have referenced a couple times. Out. I've I've referenced that a couple times here. <laughs> college football this past weekend man it was fun just sitting on the couch on uh, you know around three o'clock on saturday afternoon and just could not could not settle i could not settle on a single game because there were so many close ones going on uh there was i mean there was a game that for me was just ahead of of all the others and i know you have the song i'm i, I know it's and it's been a long time I haven't had the ability to play this in quite some time. My shirt oh. bears it out. There it is. There it is. Oh, it feels so much better at 4-0. We have as many wins as Florida and Miami combined. We're the best team in Florida. It's not even close. Let's go. I've, I'm not buying into Mike Norville yet. Are the Florida State Seminoles back? Offensively, yes offensively yes they are they're a top 25 team they and they belong there Mm -hmm. and i have been the biggest detractor of this team you have jordan travis he a dog 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 and i'm telling you that that offense is terrifying Mm -hmm. clemson i'm just gonna be really honest with you you better have some of that wake forest energy balled up because you're gonna have to score like that Mm -hmm. they embarrassed boston college and, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but I haven't had an ability to gloat about my team in about two presidential terms. So, names on the door. There we go. I was driving around listening to it on the uh, on the old XM satellite radio in my uh, 2017 Rogue from Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. By the way, uh, if you go by there and, you know, you want to do a trade-in, you tell them you heard about it here they'll give you 250 dollars bonus on top of whatever your trade-in is worth just for mentioning us free money that's right i gotta do show up go hey the two formerly fat guys 
told me to come down here. 629 Brevard Road, AndersonNissan.com. Anyway. And I was, if you say just the formerly fat guys, I promise you they know they who know, you're talking about. They will know exactly who you're talking about. Um, no, I, I was listening to the game, and it just, I, I, I mean, it felt like old florida state uh, it was now, the I first get, time it's felt that way for me in a long time now i get that it's boston college and boston college they're not, is not good. good but i'm gonna tell you this the acc is not bad Th- this is not a down acc year because clemson is in spite of what i've said about them they're just not where they're not the number five team in the country right they're not where their ranking says they should be but there are i would say six teams in the acc that are nothing to be messed with Mm-mm. nc state really good yep syracuse they can run on you i mean look you know they're gonna hit an ugly part of the schedule i told brian haynes last week you might be the first five and team ever that needs a win in uh, the last week of the season to be bowl eligible the acc's not bad i mean not all of it oh no the, bo- a- the no the bottom of the conference is uh, just genuinely horrible. Like, not all of it uh, uh, georgia tech georgia tech georgia so tech would bad. lose to some high school teams georgia tech so bad that they just decided to clear house uh jeff collins t's and p's r.i.p uh, enjoy, whatever you want to say enjoy your next job at valdosta state yeah he was let go this morning and uh, also their athletics director todd stansbury was fired today I, I I mean, it should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> it was a very obviously bad fit from early on, mm-hmm. and I and I tried to give him time because he recruited well, but man, he was bad coach. Yeah, ten and twenty eight as Georgia Tech's head coach was Jeff Collins, and they are going to uh, pay him eleven point three seven million dollars just to go bye bye. And Ed Orgeron said it best. What door do you want? What me door you want of? me to leave out of? <laughs> just one of that one over there. When you're gonna give it to when you're when you're gonna pay me to go away, I guess I'll just have to go away. But I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, why are you talking about the ACC? Because the ACC may have the two best, two of the four or five best games of the weekend: Clemson, NC State, Florida State, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Those are le- those are all legitimate teams. Wake Forest should have beaten Clemson. Yes, Sam Hartman gave it his all. And I think they're all, I mean, they're not national title contenders, but they're all very, very good. Mm-hmm. And as down as the ACC looked last year, a nice little uh, change of pace. Right. New poll came out uh, yesterday. Georgia still number one, 55 number one votes for the Georgia Bulldogs, despite the down game that they had against Kent State. Alabama comes in at two. Ohio State three, both teams receiving four first place votes in the AP poll. Michigan at four, Clemson at five, and then you got USC, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, and NC State Wolfpack rounding out the top ten. And I'm going to be honest with you, every team you just said except Oklahoma State, I could see every one of them as the fourth team in the playoff. Really? In terms of talent. The schedule obviously doesn't allow for that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't see a lot of difference. Michigan struggle with a, a, a Maryland team that they're exponentially better than I thought they were, mm-hmm. and that's coming from a guy that has just a just a boatload of Maryland plus five and a half, uh, over five and a half win tickets from the off season. Yeah, uh, there's a flaw with all of them. Michigan, the offense, it can be a little bumpy. You should really be glad that Mr. Corum was the one running back that you had left. Mm-hmm. 
Clemson, the back half of, uh, defensively is not good, and you don't really have that many reliable receivers. USC cannot play defense. Tennessee cannot play defense, mm-hmm. but they can score. Yes, they can. They are they are terrifying. And the job Josh Heupel has that, done, oh yeah, is mind boggling. I mean, and, and it's the way the game is played now. But you look at USC and you look at Tennessee. These guys probably had to wear name tags the the first day of spring practice of "Hi, my name is blank" because they've got a billion transfers. Mm-hmm. But good for you. You have instilled a culture in both of those places, and they were both so down. Tennessee was at, I'm not going to say the lowest I've ever seen a premier school, but they were bad. They were close, yeah. They were bad, and there were empty seats in the stadium and boo birds, and then they make this just confounding hire of Josh Heupel that none of us really understood. Nobody's questioning it now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's questioning it now. No. And I think it's, you know, they're they're going to have to keep it up, obviously. But, I mean, other than other than the Alabama game. Tennessee could win 10, 10 games. It wouldn't shock me in the least. I don't see them losing a whole lot of games. They could win 10 games, and it wouldn't shock me in the least. Mm-hmm. I will be supremely shocked if they can go into uh, Sanford Stadium and beat Georgia later on in the season, that's just going to be tough. That would surprise me, but both of those games are going to be competitive. It's going to be so good. You're not going to get boat. I I don't think that any team in America can boat race them. You're going to score just a grand amount of points. Mm -hmm. But when Hendon Hooker gets the ball, he's not scared of anything. No. No. I think he was legitimately hurt at the end of the second quarter against Kentucky, and he just went in the tent. I don't know what happened in there, and I'm not a cop, so it's none of my business. Out he came, and he's just such a gamer. Mm-hmm. He is ready to go. He's dynamic. He has got this uh, this team believing, and that's sometimes that's all you need. And if you are a lapsed college football fan, you've looked at the first four weeks of the season and gone, nah, you know, there's just not that many palatable games for me. This weekend's where that changes. Got the ACC games that I've already talked about. Uh, Michigan at Iowa. Uh, a, if you watch more than five minutes of that, I think you need to have your head examined. Yeah, why? But it could be closer than people think. Kentucky Ole Miss, two top 15 SEC teams. Oklahoma at TCU. I know that sounds weird to say. You mark my words, it's going to be in the bangers. <laughs> okay. Without me even having to look. There's a lot of games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Arkansas. That's in Razorback Stadium. And I understand they lost to Texas A&M. I get it. That's still a good team. Yeah, but it's Alabama on the road. Alabama the on point. the road against Arkansas. Tough defensive team that can smack you in the mouth. Alabama has struggled on the road in recent in the last two years, especially against top-ranked opponents. Oklahoma State, Baylor. That may be who wins the Big 12. Decided it last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, until they play Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Stop that. That team is really good. I mean, they're good. They're They're really good. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you they were going to be good. You tried to tell me. I've bet on Kansas literally every week of the season until this week. (laughs) It's also the quickest I've ever been paid on a futures bet. Nice. Over one and a half wins. Well, that didn't take long. In two weeks. That's nice. (laughs) 
I uh, just I absolutely love uh, l- love the football season. The NFL continues to throw us curveball after curveball, and college football it never disappoints. Never. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Up next. Jeremy will give you his picks. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Coffee's the closers on Get them the money! Then we get the money. You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. Oh, after yesterday, I'm a little more nervous about this than I was. NFL week didn't quite go that well for me. But tonight, Dallas Cowboys traveled to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Giants. Giants are a one-point favorite over under 38 and a half. I am on record as saying I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. I do not think this team is very good, and I like a lot of what I've seen out of the Giants. Now, historically this may be the worst 3-0 team in the history of the nfl and that's entirely possible there are people that think they're in the top five worst 2-0 teams ever good teams well coached teams win games like this and the fact this game is going to be close and i get brian dayball and you get mike mccarthy i like my side of that i'm taking the new york giants minus the one i'm gonna go over the 38 and a half I have a sneaking feeling that there will be more points in this game than we believe. And it's people are looking at it going, Daniel Jones against Cooper Rush. Take the under. And the public goes one way. I'm going to go the other. Over the 38 and a half. And my fun little novelty bet. Call me a homer. My West Virginia feller, uh, David Seals the fifth. First touchdown scorer plus 1,400. He gets not Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Right. The New York Giants may ask me to play wide receiver before this game's over. And yet, still won't ask Kenny Galladay to do it. Because he's not good he's at football. He's not good at football. <laughs> I should be starting. Should you? Yeah, I mean, maybe I on a USFL team. 
But the guy I saw in the preseason looked like he was running on stilts. Can you imagine Brian Dable coming in, taking this job, and going, well, we've got one receiver that y'all paid a whole bunch of money to. I just can't use him. And I don't like him at all. He needs to do something about his face because it's really irritating me. I'm also really excited to see the Giants' defense tonight because Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau make their debuts today. And guess what? They get to go up against Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele. And, and, and I, I like the way that pans out. And, and I really think you're going to see Dayball heat up Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the analytics, the one thing that, that uh, Cincinnati was not able to do was really heat him up. Uh, and through the one start and the the back end of the the first game, Cooper Rush's passer rating is almost identical in a clean pocket and under pressure. I don't see that sustaining, and the Giants are probably a team that can do that. Mm-hmm. I can see this getting really exotic. Challenge what Cooper Rush actually understands. I mean, quarterbacks that have taken as few, a sta- sna- as few of a snaps as he has in the NFL, they can get duped really easily. And I just – I look at this Giants defense. Wink Martindale is the coordinator. I've seen him do this to inexperienced backup or below-average quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I- I'm really heavy on the Giants tonight. Yeah, I am as well. I, and now, if the Cowboys were to win this game, it's probably not going to change much opinion-wise for me. But I struggle to believe with a backup quarterback you're going on the road beating a division rival that's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this week uh, did not go well in the picks for Jeremy Green. It was ugly, and yet, still your leader. Still the no leader. No big deal. Wire to wire. Let's go. Still the leader in the Beat the Chief contest. We play every Friday here on ESPN. Asheville, Jeremy went 5-9. and nine It was not good. Took some, took some flack. Got some uh, got some Twitter hate, and you know how I feel about Twitter hate. It just brews that fire deep down within me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, the Chief was the winner of the week. It's seven and seven. I'm at six and eight. We all took the Giants tonight, so we're all either going to get a win or all get a loss tonight. So Asheville Police Chief change. David Zach is our winner for the week. That's right. So we've now all won a week. Yes, Jeremy won week one. I won last week. And then the Chief wins this week. And we're all several games below 500. Oh, no. So we yeah. need a we, we need a get-right week really badly. <laughs> but what is it you say? As long as you can get over 500, that's hey. a winner. All you want to do, about 55%. That's the goal. <laughs> you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Monday Night Football tonight, New York Giants- and the Dallas Cowboys. How bad can it get for the Cowboys? Just let them lose. Just let them lose to the New York Giants. And, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way out, I got to give a shout out to Newbridge Tire Center out in uh, Merriman Avenue. I had a I had a little kerfuffle this morning. You know, car things not exactly my soiree, uh, but they literally got it fixed, new everything, and done in four hours, which is insane based on how many cars were there it is 1475 merriman avenue great people and thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking care of my inability to take care of a car we thank you for tuning in with us this monday afternoon on espn Asheville. programming note no program on wednesday of this week we got uh, one more 
Braves baseball game, don't we? Next week. Oh, it's we're next week. We're here this week. week. Excuse me. Yeah, we will be here, here Wednesday. It's next week that we will be uh, not here on a Wednesday. My apologies. Okay, so forget I said that. Enjoy the football tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow for Power Rankings Tuesday.